As a parent, you know it's not just baby talk. Somebody's hungry. So talk with your baby's doctor about invasive pneumococcal disease, or IPD, and ask how Prevnar 20 pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine can help protect them. Children under 2 are at increased risk, but Prevnar 20 can help them develop more immunity to 20 strains of bacteria that cause IPD. Prevnar 20 is approved for children 6 weeks and older to help prevent infections from 20 strains of bacteria that cause invasive pneumococcal disease. Do not get Prevnar 20 if your child has had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Those with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Talk to your healthcare provider before vaccination if your baby was born prematurely. Side effects may include irritability, pain, redness, swelling at the injection site, drowsiness, muscle pain, decreased appetite, headache, and fever. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask about Prevnar 20 for your baby. Visit askforprevnar20.com. Mom, I know you're at the base, but that job interview, I got it. You always say that good habits lead to great results. Thanks for the extra push. Love you. AT&T appreciates those who are essential on duty and at home. Learn how military, veterans, and their families get 25% off our best unlimited plans. Visit att.com slash military for details. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Requires proof of eligibility. Terms and restrictions apply. It's Unstable Tuffy. With Sarah and Maggie. Please hold for an important message. Hi, you've reached Maggie's voicemail. I can't come to the phone right now or I'm choosing to ignore your call. Leave a message after the tone. Live show alert. Maggie Reeves Austin. We are doing a live show and live recording on Saturday, December 23rd at 8 p.m. at the Comedy Arena. And I, I hope you have this on your calendar because I just added it to mind. And apparently... It's quoted as saying, we will be celebrating the wildest, weirdest, and most unstable moments from the year because 2023 has been very unstable. So I hope, uh, I hope to see you there because if you're not there, we can't, we can't do a show because it's a, it's our podcast and we're going to record it and it's going to be a thing. Um, so I guess I should say I'm excited to see you there along with all of our besties and, uh, get your tickets. Well, I guess you don't need, do we need tickets? I'll check out the comedyarena.com to see if we need tickets because that's where you buy tickets. <sighs> this is Sarah, by the way. End of message. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie. And we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. Hey, bestie. Hey, bestie. So happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And a happy Thanksgiving to you. So something that has been an unstable occurrence in the Adams household leading up to Thanksgiving is our thankful turkey mm. that we do. So 
if, for those of you who are not aware, a thankful turkey is just as it sounds. It is a turkey where you add feathers to it every day leading up to Thanksgiving with things that you're thankful for. And the years past, we have done one for just Walter, but we have changed it to where it's just a family thankful turkey. So we each add a feather daily to this turkey, which is the turkey body itself is drawn out on a chalkboard and then we tape feathers around yeah. it. And it's fun. It's great, especially at the beginning. You're you're fired up. You got a lot of things that you're thankful for. Uh, but if anyone were to come in my house and see the things that are on the thankful turkey, uh, you would see things like cheese. Of course so. You would see things like uh, rain, which is good. I'm thankful for rain. But it's not... It's not something that people should come into my house and look at and say, wow. Yeah. They they have a lot of things to be thankful for, but I'm not sure why cheese is, is a top choice. Cheese is a great one. I, I would put cheese on my thankful turkey. I do one for each of the kids and then try and ask them at dinner something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to, once they've said something, it's done. So we have a lot. Everyone has a poop on it. Okay. And now we can't be thankful for that anymore. Oh. I mean, we can be thankful for it, but we can't say it. Um, but it That's is good. good regular rule. bowel, regular bowel movements are good. You know, yeah. we have um, myself, and that's it is on there. We have art, the television, Great. wonderful. Those are those things haven't made it to my turkey yet. What are the things that you've said versus things that Walter has said? So today I put up there, I am thankful for fresh water. And that was inspired by the fact that my daughter took my cup and drank it. <laughs> this is and the most passive aggressive thing. I'm like, okay, uh, you know what I'm thankful for? I'm thankful for fresh water because I'm like, Annie, here's your cup. But it's okay because I have fresh water and she can drink it. It's great. So we have that, you know, you have the usual things that are up there. I'm thankful for everyone listening to their mother. I'm thankful for everyone. <laughs> I'm thankful for everyone putting their plates in the sink. I'd sure be thankful for that. You know, as time goes on, and I don't know if you are like this in the Austin household, but the uniqueness and excitement over the thankful turkey has waned. As we gotten right. closer to Thanksgiving. Yeah. And now it's more of, so we have the feathers always on the table and like a little mason jar and they have markers on the table so the kids can just grab it and, and write it. And now it's more like, let me color on this feather because I don't want to eat my dinner. Uh, that's what yeah. it's transitioned into. So that's, that's something that's unstable happening Thanksgiving related with the well, thankful I'm thank- turkey. I'm thankful for the thankful turkey. Are you? I am. I'm thankful for for traditions that start out fun, maybe lose their luster, but we do them again <laughs> year after year. Next year. <laughs> because we feel obligated to do it. But you know, Maggie, what I don't feel obligated to do every year that has become a tradition in the Adams household, and I hope your household too, is the Thanks Misgivings conversation cards. And right now I'm holding them up like I am on a TV show uh, because this is our last this is our last episode where we'll be pulling a Thanks Misgiving card. I know we have to start writing new facts again. Here's the thing with Thanks Misgivings conversation cards, Maggie, is you can buy them anytime you wanted to and pull them out. And 
reflect on the traditions that you share during this holiday season. Yes. And maybe maybe pull one in over dinner and just to bring back the fondness of Thanksgiving. You know? Yeah, because we shouldn't only be thankful. Like, we shouldn't only yeah. be thankful for things on Thanksgiving. We shouldn't only have Thanksgiving-themed Thanksgiving conversation cards at Thanksgiving. We right. should have them year-round. Year-round, because you know what? I'm, I'm, I am a thankful turkey year-round. So, Maggie, are you ready for this final Thanksgiving's fact? I am. Okay, I'm going to shuffling this lovely deck with these lovely cards. And I am going to pull a card. All right, here we go. Fact. According to Benjamin Franklin, quote, the turkey is a much more respectable bird. End quote. Much more respectable than the eagle? Uh, I would assume any bird. I yes. would think that Benjamin Franklin was saying that the turkey is, in fact, the best bird choice for Thanksgiving because it is the most out of the bird population. Respectable. Most respectable. I recently watched Wild Kratz episode, nice. and it was about the wild turkey. And their whole mission in that one was to prove to everyone why when someone calls you a turkey, mm-hmm. that's not a bad thing because turkeys are so cool. <laughs> Well, Benjamin Franklin must have written that episode because he has gone down in history saying that it is a much more respectable bird. I agree. And maybe that's why we consume turkey on Thanksgiving, because it's like if we're going to consume a bird, we should consume the most respectable bird. Because you're essentially putting the respect into your body. Absolutely. Just like we learned in that cannibalism fact, like when you eat something... It's like come becomes a part of you. And mm-hmm. so when we take the most respectable bird, we ourselves become much more respectable birds. Well, something that I am ready to respect is this react question, Maggie. So are you ready to react? Yes, I am. So imagine we're sitting at a table, okay? And you mm-hmm. just heard me say that Benjamin Franklin said the turkey is a much more respectable bird. So yes. who at this digital table Mm -hmm. do you consider a respectable turkey sarah you are the most respectable turkey i have ever met and i mean that in a wild kratz way you have superpowers (laughs) you're strong you're innovative you are a symbol of thankfulness and gratitude you are the most respectable turkey at this digital table well maggie what's interesting is if i if you were to ask me this question You would also say yourself. I would first say Maggie Reith Austin is the most respectable bird I know. And if she was a turkey, she would be on the turkey hierarchy pyramid at the top for respectableness. Because your dignity, your 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 inner light of truth, the way that you approach your thinks misgivings year after year after year, the way, honestly, Maggie, if we could elect a queen or the uh, uh, emperor of Thanksgiving, you would get that title because your love for this day is beyond anybody I've ever met and will ever meet. Wow. And quite honestly, we haven't even touched on the day after Thanksgiving meal that you prepare for your family, the casserole. And that probably alone, as people are listening to this, they probably should be preparing their casserole. Yes. 
And should at, I tell people what that is? I, I think you should because that gets you the award uh, single-handedly because you have impacted so many lives with this recipe. So can you share this recipe yes, with everybody? Yeah. This is a very important thing when you're getting your leftovers together from Thanksgiving. You need to bring yourself a little casserole dish and you're going to put in the bottom the stuffing, then layer some mashed potatoes, put in your veggies, whatever that is, carrots, Brussels sprouts, green beans, whatever the veggie is, put in your meat. So if that's turkey, if that's ham, probably turkey for 88% of the population. Then you're going to cover it up with some more potatoes, some cheese, whatever you got, bake it in the oven. In the Oh, eggs. You put eggs in it. You, you scramble up the eggs. You put the eggs on top with the cheese. Put that in the fridge. Then in the morning when you wake up, you just pop that bad boy in the oven and you've got a delicious breakfast casserole that's so good, so delicious, makes Thanksgiving. It's better than Thanksgiving. The only time the morning after a holiday is better. If you thought there could only be one game about celebrities named Jack in a 15-minute weekly podcast, you'd be wrong. You, Jack. But you are right about one thing. Only one Jack can reign supreme in this next game, the Jack-Off. Our first Jack is best known for his portrayal of Kenneth on 30 Rock. Jack McBrayer got his start doing bits on Conan O'Brien and is now a bona fide Hollywood star. By golly. In the other corner, we have author Jack Kerouac. Best known for his quintessential mid-century novel, On the Road, Jack is known as one of the most important writers of the 20th century. Sarah, these two very different Jacks, Jack McBrayer and Jack Kerouac, of the two, who would you rather invite over to sit at your Thanksgiving table? Oh, without a doubt, Jack, the first Jack. Jack Jack from 30 Rock, Jack. Jack McBrayer? Jack McBrayer, 100%. And why is that? How could you not? Wouldn't you just love to have him? He is so kind and funny and endearing. And he he's a respectable bird. And I would love to have that respectable bird around my table. He is. And you could argue like Jack Kerouac would probably have a really great, really great conversation, really right. interesting things to talk about. But sure. do you want to have interesting uh, things to talk about or do you want to just pull out your Thanksgiving deck and have people react to some facts? I know. Here's the thing. I'm going to be honest because if you can't be honest on your podcast, when can you be? I don't know the second Jack, but I know enough about him through what you told me to think that's too highbrow for me. That's way too highbrow for me. I don't want to go there. But I mean, there's no competition between the two, honestly. Honestly. Yeah, you don't want to have a stranger at your table and you don't know Jack Kerouac. I don't don't know him personally. No, nope. I don't. No. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like the conversation Jack Kerouac could have would be engaging. But I feel like I would have to be like on my best behavior. Right. You'd have to be like, oh, yes, I've read On the Road. Of course. No clue what it is. Never read that book. <laughs> what about you, Maggie? Who would you have at your table? I think I'd also have Jack McBrayer. He's an improviser, too, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I feel like would fit in well. Um, I wouldn't have to. You're right. Like, if it was Jack Kerouac, I feel like I would have to be smart. Yeah, I don't want to be smart. And I don't want to be smart. I want to be silly. Yeah. I'm having a silly good time on I want to have a good time. I want to put on a silly hat. I want to read my Thanksgiving facts, laugh a little bit. 
I don't want to, you know. No offense, Jack Kerouac. I'm sure your book is great, but I would not want you over at Thanksgiving. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Looks like we have a Jack-off winner. Congratulations to Jack on his victory. Are you ready for a fact, Maggie? I am, Sarah. The PG-13 rating was introduced on July 1st, 1984, with the advisory parents are strongly cautioned to give special guidance for attendance of children under 13. Some material may be inappropriate for young children. The first film to be released with this rating was the John Millis war film Red Dawn. Oh, a war film. PG-13. So this got me, this fact was inspired by our conversation about, about 90s, 90s movies. movies. And I'm like, I wonder when PG-13 came out. Yeah. rating. I've never lived in a world without PG-13. Mm-mm, you haven't. No. So yeah, Red Dawn. And Red Dawn is, I think, very much PG-13. I don't think, I think it should be R. Having Can we talk it. about the age 13? Because 13 does not feel mature. No, because it's not. So if you're talking about like, oh, this has like a like mature content, and then mm-hmm. it's like, so if you're 13, you can watch it. Feels very, uh, can you? That's an interesting perspective because thinking about how did they, so they just came up with this PG-13, right? Mm-hmm. Why 13? What scientific studies did they do to say, 13 is the age at which children can take in intense content and not be scarred for life. Yeah, 1984, they did no research. They said, oh, uh, should it be PG-12? Nah, PG-13. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Teen. (laughs) 13 now. And then we'll write Teen Wolf. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, I don't think they give it much thought at all. I just don't. I, what? How old are you in th- when you're 13? You're how in old like, are you when you're 13? Oh, wait, I mean, like what grade? What grade? How old are you when you're 13? Are you 13 years old? <laughs> I think you're. In are you seventh, 13 when you're seventh, seventh or eighth? I you're not like, even I, high school I did yet. go to movies. I think by myself when I was in middle school. By yourself, like alone, you went and sat in a theater by yourself, no, like or you with went, a friend. <laughs> I was to say that is bold, and I would have thought you were the coolest chick I've ever seen. <laughs> I would though. I would have. Would have been like ugh. I remember going once and there was like a group of loud teenagers and I was also a teen and I was like, could you please stop? We're trying to enjoy the movie. <laughs> I wonder, was it, was it Angels in the Outfield? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was, oh, that was Hot Rod. It was my like third time seeing Hot Rod. <laughs> I was like, it was literally like my third time seeing it and I was like, you need to stop. You're going to miss all of this artistic content. <laughs> so Maggie, this I'm really excited to give my react. So oh, if you're willing, can I go ahead and jump to the react? Yes, question? please, please, please. So we just talked about that the PG-13 rating is for movies and it helps parents understand what movies should children go to because it gives special guidance for attendance for children under 13 because material may be inappropriate for young mm-hmm. children. Mm-hmm. So my question, if given the opportunity, what new rating would you create to help viewers watch Real Housewives? Oh, Real Housewives? Um, I think I would do like, I think, I think they kind of might do this on streaming services, 
but I think I would have little icons Mm -hmm. that would tell you what specifically is inappropriate in that episode. Okay. So like there'd be a martini glass Mm. or like a cigarette and I'd be like, okay, there's drugs and alcohol in this one. (laughs) Or there'd be like a a scream, like two people boxing and be like, oh, there's some sort of fighting, you Mm. know? Mm -hmm. And then maybe there'd be like a butt and be like, there's nudity. In real house Partial nudity. Yeah, like even if it's blurred out, you know, you want to know. That's it for this episode. Wasn't that fun? Now it's time for you to subscribe and follow. And share this episode with a friend. Ooh, maybe even your bestie. Find us everywhere online at Unstable Topics. And for more antics, visit us at The Monthly Junk. Bye. Bye. Peace. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.